We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're here. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with the old man Andreas. That ain't important. None of that's important. You got a chain for your I birthday. I got a chain. You thought I was playing? This man got bling <laughs> I on. Playing? I came through with the, you know, some light. Hold like, on. You're going to move the mic this. so everybody can see? Hold on. Hold on. Look at this shit. Oh, I'm blind. Oh, shit. You know, some light, just, you know, a little tennis necklace. Thank God you're not wearing DCs with that shit. Nah, do. nah. <laughs> no DCs today. Uh, no Jordans. But we're gonna no get DCs. there. <laughs> one one birthday at a time. Yeah, nah. You know what? You know what I'm getting next year. So don't even what? So now we're three birthdays away from a pair of Jordans. Three? Yeah. What's the other two? You know I'm getting my Delahoya abs, and that's gonna set me. Oh back. no, we're not doing this. Okay. <laughs> so, All right, that's enough. I told you about the chain. I've delivered on the chain. All right, that that's been the corner podcast. We'll <laughs> see y'all next week because I ain't doing that's, that shit again. Next year, it, it is what it is. You're gonna catch me next to Big E, just chilling. Neither of us with shirt on. He he got the the chest going. I'm gonna have the abs. It's gonna be like a tag team. I'll just be honorary sl- member of the new day. I'll be slick. I'll be the manager. I grow a Jerry <laughs> curl and I'll get a cane. <laughs> you bring the Jerry curl back. I've seen you have a curl. And I, I didn't never had no fucking Jerry curl. Was it S curl? You had I a curl. I ain't had no S curl. I didn't put no product in my shit. Oh my god! Here you go. Okay, hey. so you didn't put product in your hair. Hey, that but shit you matters. had the curl. I had curls. <laughs> curls <laughs> for the girl. Curls. All right. It was a natural curl. And then when we blew it out, it was froze for the hoes. All right, that's not politically correct, but hey, man, it was the 90s. What are we going to do? Yeah, today we are talking boxing, huge boxing weekend right here in Vegas. Devin Haney versus Lomachenko in the main event Saturday night from the MGM Grand Garden Arena, my favorite place to watch a fight. So it's going to be dope in there. It's also EDC weekend, so we'll see what the crowd looks like. Because hotel rooms are like $550 everywhere, which probably doesn't help ticket sales and casual boxing fans to come through for just a regular night. Were you there today? I was there in and out. Two seconds. It's like, I mean, we'll get into it, but this fight week feels light for this fight. Yeah, because you don't, I don't know who's fight fans. Well, that's the problem. I mean, in terms of... Media blew their travel budgets on Tank and Ryan. Yes. Right? And then if you look at the hotel rooms, a lot, I'm sure a lot of outlets are like, eh, we're no. going to pass on Vegas this weekend. 
Then again, you have EDC, so you have people out here for that. And it's a big fight, but it's a big fight for hardcore fight fans. Yep. Devin hasn't reached that level yet. And even though Vasily Lomachenko was once the number one pound for pound fighter in the world, like nobody really knows who he is. I don't know how this is going to look come Saturday night. I don't care because I think the fight's going to be great. Yeah, I, I'm on that same level. I'd rather them go for the big venue and maybe just fill the bottom for looks than put this in a small venue like Teofimo. Oh, yeah. I, don't, I mean, no, like I think they're going to pack that out and ticket prices, I guess, are crazy and yeah. There's like very little comps in New York for the Tio Fimo fight, and the whole shit's going to his family. That's hilarious. <laughs> Tio, Tio and, and Josh Taylor wanted the big one, and they were like, maybe the Knicks will make. No, they won't. No, the Knicks are at home. <laughs> figuring <laughs> out what to do with Julius Randle's ass right yeah, now. Yeah, Tio Fimo's like, the fuck? Yeah. You see this? It's empty. Very so, empty. No, nah, I mean, they'll get the small room and pack that out, but Loma's been in that small room several times. I mean, he's done the big room in MSG too, but this is one of those where it's like, it's just an unfortunate timing of a weekend. But you set a precedent with Devin Haney, and that's all it's for. It's like Tank started doing arenas, yeah. and they packed it out short. Before even Tank was like a draw, draw, like going to Atlanta. Atlanta showed up. We talked to Leonard Ellerby. Atlanta showed up. But I'm sure a lot of those floor seats and everything was comps because you want the celebs, you want the stars. But now those comps are starting to go down and down and down yeah. to the point you get the Ryan fight. And they're looking at people like, bro, I don't know what to tell you. It's the hottest thing in town. You famous, but you ain't that. Like, so you got to tell people no, right? But that with Haney, you have to start setting that precedent. Now he's in the room, Mayweather built. He's like, okay, just like people try to take the Mexican holidays, all this stuff. T-Mobile's cross street, I get it. But he's a guy kind of from Vegas, quote yeah. unquote. Uh, you know, he's from Bay Area. But from Vegas through his boxing journey. And he'd be like, no, this is my room now. Like, I'm going to stay at the MGM. This is the place where Tyson fought. This is the place where Mayweather fought. These, those De La Hoya fights out here, outside of one randomly at the Mandalay Bay, this is where De La Hoya, like, I'm going to be the next guy in this room. And starting it here is, is not bad. It's, it's going to be the lightest of any fight card, but he's not going to go backward. So no, it's, like, it's a good first pay-per-view, first big room, set the president, because you're never getting a tank fight without it. It's my biggest gripe against Boots. Yeah. It's like, yo, Boots is great. Talent levels through the roof. No pay-per-views yet. Headlined one card ever, I think. Yes, the Clayton, that was just a show. It was just regular Showbox. Showtime. Yeah, 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 or Showtime or show. Like, Whatever he headlined was. one card and no pay-per-view, no large arena. How are you going to tell this guy to fight Terrence Crawford? It will never happen. To fight, like, it, different stratosphere. So, for Haney to ever get the, that fight with Tank in the next, like, three years and not wait it out like every other fight. He has to take these chances. I mean, it's, it's a, I mean we're going to talk about the fight being such a huge risk, but there's a, there's a narrative that isn't being talked about enough. And we'll talk about last week's bullshit and how it plays into this week's bullshit. We have so much shit. Tyson Fury went on a rampage today. It's, Ryan Garcia has an announcement. It's, it's, so it's a lot. But, you know, Roley Romero got, you know, the win off of the yep. bullshit. Um what, what, where else was there another bullshit? This KSI season? elbow. KSI elbow. Uh, there was a bullshit. The, the Kid Blast, Rancis Bartholomew, winning in yep. the co-main, where we were all like, what? The fuck? Well, what's not being talked about enough is this is Devin Haney's last fight under top rank. Yep. And he's a free agent. Now, conspiracy theorists would say, I don't know if Bob wants to let them belts go. Because the money fight for top rank is if Lomachenko wins and he fights Shakur. Yes. And if you're Devin, it was weird at the press conference. 
Devin made it a point to say, yes, I'm a free agent, but I love what top rank at ESPN. I love Bob. He knows it. Yeah, he ain't burning bridges. No, this, I mean, this, this, is, this is a tough situation to be in. It's almost similar to a situation we'll talk about with Chantel Cameron fighting Katie Taylor in Ireland. Yeah. Where it's like, there's a scenario where Devin does enough to win and doesn't win. And everybody starts questioning this. We just saw some jerky scorecards. Yep. Chantel Cameron might do the same to Katie Taylor in Ireland. She damn sure ain't winning in Ireland. No. And if she were to win, she ain't getting out of there alive. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm curious because Devin's not a knockout artist. Vasily has never been dominated. He lost to Tio because he bullshitted for like five or six rounds pretty much. Still lost by one round. Right. Tio had to really turn it up in the 12th. He had to dig deep. Yep. And this is a this is a Vasily Lomachenko that's not looking at Devin Haney like he looked at Tiafimo. He looked at Tiafimo and was like, ah, young, whatever. I'll beat him. I can wait. Five, six rounds, I got him. Yeah. This is a uh, Vasily Lomachenko that's like, this is my last chance. If I don't do it now, it's over. Which leads me to my first question about Lomachenko. And then we're going to talk about everybody else. This is a fight where... He can end up being one of the most overrated boxers ever if he loses this. Think about this. That's unfortunate. It is. He came out of the amateurs, what, 365 and one? Yep. And avenged that loss like three times. He lost to Orlando Salido. And we're like, ah, you know. That was a dirty fight. Weight bully, yeah. all yep. this shit. He lost. He lost to Tiafimo Lopez. You go, all right, took his foot off the gas. Shit happens. You lose that fight to a young up and comer. If you lose this fight, and now you've lost three of your first 20 fights. Now, granted, he's only taken on pretty tough competition. Yes. But losing three fights like this, when he was the number one pound-for-pound pound fight in the world, according to Ring Magazine, for, I believe, two cycles. So that was like five months. Yes. He's been on the pound-for-pound pound rating since his fourth fight. Right. But if he loses again, there's going to be questions. Because not that Lomachenko was never not good was he really as good as advertised? He beat Guillermo Rigondeaux, but he was like two weight classes bigger than Rigondeaux that night. Yeah. And Rigondeaux's old as fuck. We don't know how old he is. Whatever. But for, for us that have seen him fight, it was like what he did to Nicholas Walters was ridiculous. The axe murderer yeah. was, he was called the axe murderer. Yep. And he made him look like he had a hatchet and couldn't hit nothing. But we have to, there's going to be questions about how good is Vasily Lomachenko. He's a guy who, probably never should have went over 130. No, he's too small. Yeah. Always been too small. 126, 130. He could have been undisputed for four years at 130 if he won. There's just no money there. And I'm not sure in his head if he necessarily cares, but you don't Bob care. cares. And Bob's job is to not only promote him, it's to make money from him. Right. So the money was at 135, and you see this wave of kids coming. And it's like, yeah, Loma, you, you kind of have to stay there. And then eventually Loma's like, I don't have to fight kids yet. I don't have to fight the kids yet. And Tio, which is the ballsiest move by Top Rank, because I don't think Top Rank thought Tio was as good as Tio and his dad knew he was. Because to feed a prospect like that, who's promising with the smile and everything, to Loma that early is somewhat ridiculous. Right. So they gave him one belt and was like, yo, we just feeding you. So the best guy we have in our stable, arguably, him and Terrence Crawford. And it was just like, all right. And Teal delivered. Now they're like, all right, shit. Well, this guy's the future. And then we see Teal's kind of gone off the rails a little bit. So they, it was damned if you do, damned if you don't. And then now Loma's chasing from, from underneath. And 
Loma is going to be a victim of circumstance if he loses because he had the Cambosis fight signed. Yeah. It was done. Him, Cambosis, Australia, he dog walks Cambosis. He's undisputed champion. You got to do a rematch. He's in the same position Haney's in. And then now Haney's like, yo, can I? It's forcing the mandatory now. Trying. And Haney's a free agent, so maybe this would be fight one on Haney's deal of top rank instead of fight three. And instead, the war happens, and Loma goes to war for a second. And then now, you know, it it is what it is. He's very noncommittal about how he feels now about going to war and passing up that opportunity. Right. Um, kind of tries to like shrug it off. Egus says a little bit more about it and like somewhat regretful how yeah. it went down. So when you look at it, it's like, yo, he could have been on dispute already. He would have been fine. Legacy cemented, whatever happens, happens. But now it's it's all or nothing at 35 years old. So to me though, he's not an old 35. No, not at all. So it's one of those things where he got into the game late. He fought amateurs forever. The styles are different in amateurs. He didn't take a beating while he's in amateurs. He really didn't take a beating yet in the pros. No. So, and Devin, as big as he is, which is what gives Lomachenko problems, the size, Tio really closed the space. Yeah. All that footwork, turning angles and shit, Tio went chest to chest, turned with him and said, what are you going to do, little man? And it took Loma a long time to... To get T.O. the hell off him. Devin, Devin's big, but he don't fight like that. No, he don't. So unless they did that in camp, and he's going to come in with a game plan we haven't seen, which is fine, because Tank kind of does that sometimes. Or it's like, Tank fights like this. Then he comes in against someone else and be like, oh, shit, he can fight like this, too. Right. And they champion his IQ and say, you haven't seen the best. So now they're saying we haven't seen the best of Devin Haney. He's 24. Of course we haven't. But we have to see a very mature Devin Haney. We have to see different skills to beat a Lomachenko. Because the two Lomachenko losses that he has, the blueprint is there. Yeah, You suffocate him. You bully him. He'll get his rounds every now and then. But that weight, and you can impose yourself on him. Devin fighting at a distance, just jabbing, head, body jabbed. Mm, I'm not sure if that style is going to do it against Lomachenko. I don't know either. But, you know, back to the point, like, losing to Ciofimo didn't look bad then. Teofimo loses to Josh Taylor, these lo- that loss starts to look worse. Maybe. To, on paper. Because <laughs> people, people are going to forget that Teo. top rank or Teo. But I'm just like, yo, you guys are doing him no favor. Zero. But the thing is with Teo is as good as he was on that night, he's falling apart mentally. Yeah. And he has to pull it back together for this Josh Taylor fight or else. It's not looking great on that. And no. if he doesn't, then you look at the losses because like, nobody's talking about Orlando Salido anymore. And that's what I'm saying. Like, Lomachenko loses these fights, and he's basically the guy who made the way for the new four kings of boxing, right? Yep. Because even if he does lose this fight, there's still a Shakur Stevenson fight out there. Yeah, Shakur and him are going to get busy that, here in a second. Cambos is signed today to top rank. Yeah, but— He's about to be Shakur food here, here in a second, too. Hey, you get paid, get beat up. It, shit happens. But, it, it, like, this fight is—it's the most significant of all the fights that we've had. Like— yeah, Ryan and Tank was great, face of boxing, blah, blah, blah. But it didn't mean anything. There was no titles on the line. It was a catch weight. It was a fun fight to see, but it was inconsequential to the lightweight division. This fight means everything to both of these fighters. Even though Devin Haney's 24 and even though he can lose and we're like, that's okay. He really can't. No. 
because it sets you so far behind right. the other guys. Granted, Ryan now has a loss. Tio now has a loss. It kind of just puts you with them, but it takes you far away from Tank. Like, if you're looking at Tank, who is now the guy that everybody needs to target, right? Like, everybody wants to Tank fight, and Tank's going to pick and choose who he fights and win. And Shakur hasn't gotten to that level yet, but Shakur is going to look at everybody else and be like, well, I'll just beat them all up until I can get to Tank. But if you're Devin and you want a shot at Javante, you have to win this fight. Yep. Because if you win this fight, one, people are gonna, everybody's going to say your name. He's the only champion I've ever seen in recent memory at this age chase challengers. <laughs> yeah. He's had that WBC title for four years, and he's called everybody out. And nobody was necessarily wanted to fight him. And now he's getting Vasily Lomachenko when Vasily should be chasing him, but he's chasing Vasily. And then he'll be lightweight, undisputed champion. And he's probably going to call out Javante. And Javante is not really going to say his name. No. But he's a champ. He ain't a, he's not the draw yet. No, he's not. But I, I think that was the most poignant thing about his comments at the presser was when he was like, yo, I'm a free agent, but I like what Top Rank has been doing. I like what ESPN has been doing. That's the only difference between his time at DAZN and his time so far at ESPN is the exposure it was astronomically different. He was on first take yesterday. Like, none of that had designed. Like, they tried to put him on the Jake Paul Carter, Logan Paul Carter. And that didn't help him at all. He went, as much as they they lined his pockets and that deal was well, they great. they paid him well. But they didn't make him a star. No, they didn't know how. No, there was, there was no push for him. And there's no one over there to fight. No. So it's just like, what do I do? I mean, they had Ryan, but, you know. But now... I mean, Ryan's not taking that fight off the heels of a loss. So no. if he went back to the zone now, what is there for Haney? Not Regis, a Regis? Regis? 140. And that's not necessarily a fight that I see Devin going to take immediately. Yeah. I mean, so all, you got to find like two, three fights to get one Regis fight? Like, that's tough. All signs point to either he goes to PBC, Showtime, or he stays at top rank. It just depends on what fights they put in front of him. As a champion, he should have carte blanche. He was like, I want this one, this one, this one. Can you get him for me? Yep. That's how, Who can you get for me? Who can you get for me? And two, three fights. And then I move on. It's kind of like the Canelo deal, which is yep. crazy because he can do this at 24 years old. The only thing that really hurts Devin is he hasn't figured out who he is on, on camera yet. Getting there? He's getting there, but he's like, unlike Terrence Crawford, Terrence Crawford just seems to hate media yes. and he wears it all over his face. <laughs> Devin sometimes doesn't know what to do with the media. Now, I say this being around Devin since he was 20. And when we had him at the zone, like, uh, we did, like, fight stories where you not talking about knocking the kid out of his shoes and all that shit. And, you know, we spent a day with him. Like, we had a pitch. It didn't come to fruition. Uh, he was going to be our intern because he was like, well, if this boxing shit don't work out, I can run our, <laughs> our social media channel. He was going to run a social media channel, him and Bill. Um, and he was, you know, behind the scenes, he doesn't really talk that much. Yeah, He's not, like, he's not... You, like Terrence Crawford, ultra competitive, talk shit. He's hilarious behind us. But Devin, who he is in the camera, is kind of who he is behind the scenes. Like he's got this very quiet, like he'll talk shit, he'll laugh, but it, it never, it's not magnetic yet. Right now, you know, he's, he's dyed his hair a little bit. He's got the, the fronts. He wears jewelry. does a fashion show every time he's on Instagram. Yep. If he can pull it all together, he can, like he still has, what, like two and a half million followers on Instagram. Yes. If he can pull it all together to be an attraction, because he hasn't reached that level yet, 
everybody's going to have to fight him. He needs a little more uh, famous friends. And, well, and that sounds weird because the persona is there now. Yeah. You just got to be seen with some people. Well, see, that's the crazy thing, right? Like, he dated Black China for a hot second. That was unfortunate. He, uh, India Love, I think he's still with. No, I think they just broke. Oh, did they break up? Yeah. Well, fuck it, whatever. He's 24. Yeah. Which one? They, um, <laughs> they broke up like three months ago. Then if you talk to athletes and ballplayers, they all talk about him. Um, Dame Lillard has always talked about him. Frank Gore has talked about him. Shady McCoy has talked about him. Uh, just on social media today, Top Dog was like, I'm putting 20000 on Devin. They all know who he is. So if you can get them all to come to his fight and they get him ringside, because that's what Javante did. Yes. All the celebrities came out, and then it, it, everything was smart with Javante. Like, we talk about Leonard Ellaby. Uh, I gave a shout-out to Crystal as well because she does a fantastic job making sure people are where they need to be because she works with Caleb Plant, making sure he gets his shoes. Yep. Like, it's all for the culture. Devin needs that look. Devin, if, if, Devin, if uh, Damian Lillard flies in and she, like, you put them all together and you take pictures of them at the fight and you make sure they're posting on social Everyone media. Everyone goes in the locker room. At Tank Fight, everyone goes yeah. into the locker room Everybody to goes say in. what up to the Tank. Every single person. If you do that, and he be, if were to beat Lomachenko, now you have a problem. In turn, a good one, because now he's a star. He just hasn't hit that level yet. And this is one hell of a fight to, to roll the dice with. Yeah, he's, he's kind of missing. And it's happening now at top rank, and, I, and Leonard laughed. But I was like, yeah, like, that's why they have a Jay Prince handshake deal at top rank. He can bring the people that need to be there. Yeah. There. Kanye went to Atlanta to watch your curve. Did he watch? Fell asleep. Yeah. But he was there. It's, it's Quavo the walked him out. That's all you, you that's know, what like, you need. You need just to see these those people just have to be around. And again, now Shakur is selling out it's his hometown, his jersey, but he's selling it out. Yeah. I think he set the Prudential Center record before UFC just went there. Uh no, I think UFC didn't beat it with this last one. So I think Shakur still has that record. So it's one of those things where now when Shakur fights in Vegas, you can do the big room. You can try. You at least know the celebs are going to come out. Yeah. He's building that name, that persona. And he's built more so than Tank, because Tank is built more like Tyson. Shakur is building the, the Mayweather mystique. Yeah, I mean, Shakur. Of, no one's as talented as him. That's it. Million Dollar Smile. Yep. He... Shakur talks edge. He talks just enough shit, right? Yep. Like Shakur will like laugh at you and say some shit. It's it's because Floyd used to do the same thing, but Floyd got really aggressive with it later in his career. Yes. He would laugh at you. He was like, "You fucking can't beat me." Like, what are you talking about? And then people were like, "Yeah, you're right. You can't." Like, because he dragged like Arturo Gotti. Like Floyd dragged everybody. Shakur, the weigh-ins for Shakur are always so wild because he brings half a brick city with him, and they all just yelling wild shit. Yeah, like. Get him, cool, cool. You can't fuck with it. I'm like, yo, I can't edit all this. Reeks like, like yeah, chill. Shut up. They're yelling wild shit. Um, Shakur, the Jamel Herring, like just touching the belt, like this is mine. Yeah. All this shit just wildly disrespected Jamel hey. Herring. And he likes Jamel Herring. So when he does it to like Oscar Valdez, like, no, the smile and everything is there, but you can tell, like, no, he's coming to fuck somebody up. And that's the other thing. What Shakur has done is become an entertaining fighter. Yep. Devin's biggest problem. And it's gonna trans. It may translate in this fight. Devin uses his jab, his size, and against somebody like Vasily Lomachenko, he's going to clinch. Anytime they get close, he's gonna wear on Vasily's little ass. He's gonna he's gonna tie his ass up. It's going to happen. 
Devin's not going to allow him to get off on the inside. And no, it ain't sure. pretty. <laughs> like, if you, if you watch with Devin in the Lenares fight, he did the same thing. Every time Lenares got close, he clinched, pushed him away, worked the jab, worked the jab. He got caught that one time. But Devin's fighting style is very, very effective. But where Shakur took a very effective fighting style and made it entertaining, Devin hasn't figured that out yet. Yeah. I, you've been in the gym with Devin. I've been in the gym with Devin. I've watched him beat the shit out of people. Yes, he can if he wants. But it, when he gets in there and he plays a more tactical game because he's like, well, there's judges. And, I, I mean, I love the statement. While it's true, uh, while what Devin says about this statement is true, the other side of it is true. People say they don't have knockout power until I get in the ring, right? But it's, it's true. You don't have one-punch knockout power, right? You do have just enough pop where people go like, I don't, I don't want to deal with they that feel anymore. feel it, yeah. Yeah, it's like, I don't. Floyd had the same thing. I remember talking to Shane Mosley. It was like, Shane was like, he hit me, and I was, and I was like, I don't, I don't want to deal with that shit anymore. He was like, it doesn't, it doesn't make you discombobulated. It doesn't knock you out. But when Shane, when Shane got hit, he was like, it stings. Yeah. And you don't want any more of it. Sakor has that same kind of power. Devin seemingly has the same power, but it's not like he's not going to get a one-punch knockout. No. I, he doesn't even get like a flurry of punches to stop people. No, he doesn't. He doesn't because really do he that. doesn't like throw that much. It's not Shakur when he has someone like kind of on the ropes, like that killer instinct. And like training with Bud is probably the best thing Shakur has done in his career. Um, he figured out like yo when the f- switch flips, I got it, and he knows how to go in there and not really leave himself open to take a counter and be knocked the hell out, but really put it on somebody. And I mean, Terrence Crawford is of the recent generation, the master of that. He's the nastiest. Yeah, he's, people say whatever the hell they want about Terrence Crawford and where he ranks on the pound for pound. He stopped everyone at 147, and he's the smallest guy there. Everyone who stepped in the ring with him at welterweight has been out. Nobody's gone the distance at welterweight. And his last three fights at 140 didn't go either. He's on like a 10-fight knockout streak at the highest level of competition. Except for BLK Prime. David Avenisian. Again, Avenisian was the number one contender. Like, I mean, his his whack fighters are still ranked like two, three, and four. But bottom line is, Terrence Crawford is a dog. Yeah, and then I just Shakur has that. He trains there. Yeah. Um, Keyshawn got that through osmosis. Osmosis, like Keyshawn is developing the the skills to go with it. Even though he's an Olympian, so it sounds weird. But he's trying to get his skills to the level of Shakur and to uh, Terrence. But he has that dog in him. With Devin, it's like, yeah, you show that in the gym. Anyone who comes through Mayweather's gym has it. Even Roley, who we'll talk about in a second. That gym is the hardest gym for sparring I've ever seen in my life. Um, to the point of, I'm, I'm shocked that people still go there and spar from other gyms. I, I just saw Carmel Mutan, who I talk about all the time. He's a great prospect, Mayweather gym. Someone came in to spar him the other day. He beat the dog shit out of this kid. And Carmel was like 14. The kid was like 16, beat the shit out of him. He's like, you don't come to my gym and challenge me. He posted on Instagram. I was like, that was crazy. But they do like 15 rounds. Oh, yeah, they do 15 fives. Five, I've seen yeah, some like, crazy shit in that gym. So Devin coming through, like, nah, you, you've been battle tested. Man fought in Mexico, Tijuana. Like, you, yeah. you fought some dirty fighting 35-year-olds who are like, yo, I'm going to beat up on this 16, 17-year-old yeah, kid. straight smokers in Tijuana. Yeah, and they don't, go far. they don't care who you are. They coming in there, they'll headbutt you, they'll elbow you. So, like, he, he's been through the gauntlet. It's just sooner or later. Wait, he, I'm okay with being tactical and winning a fight and outpointing someone at the highest level like a Lomachenko, all that stuff. My problem is he doesn't turn it up against people who are way below his class. 
Yeah. If he would have done that, his mystique would have been much higher. Well, this fight will is going to test. Does he have dog in him? Because Vasily's going to test him. Yes, at some like, point. At some point, Devin's going to. There's two things that Devin hasn't really had to do yet. Devin hasn't had to change his game plan completely. It's never happened. He's pretty much stuck to what he he does. He just moves it in different modulations. Like he'll he'll jab a little bit more. He'll start cutting the right hand. Yeah. He'll pick up the pace. He'll slow down the pace. The game plan stays intact. He doesn't have to change it. Um, and the other thing he hasn't had to worry about is being behind on the scorecards. Like he's usually up pretty early in a fight. He's never really had to dig himself out of a hole. No. And if Vasily Lomachenko decides to step on the gas early, he might find himself in a hole early because Devin is a slow starter. His opponents just are kind of slow with him. Yeah. Vasily is a slow starter. He is. But I, but I think Lomachenko knows now, even uh, watching the little face-off that he did today, you know, slow start. He's like, yeah, slow start. We'll see. He knows. I can't. I can't give it. I can't give up six rounds. I can't give up four rounds. I can't. I, I got. They got to get rid of this. I can't download information. Yes. Because the only way that shit works is if you apply it. And it's too late. Floyd was good at that shit because it didn't take Floyd very long to figure it out. Lomachenko took like six rounds. You can't do that. You can't give up more than three rounds in a fight. It's it all goes back to your original question. If Loma loses. Like you said, he's the stepping stone to the younger generation because Shakur is going to fight him. Yeah. No, if, he can't, if he can't beat Haney, yep. he is not beating Shakur Stevenson. And he would have lost the first loss, whatever. People don't count that. But people remember him for losing to T.O., to losing to Devin, to losing to Shakur. And he'd be the pound-for-pound pound legend that they all beat and ran through on their way to the top. Right, so it's like greatest amateur boxer of all time. The career, like, yes, he moved, he got accelerated quick, but three losses and then could potentially turn into four losses? Like, damn, how good was he? He'll have a UFC career, like a Randy Couture career. Yeah. Right? And it's like, that's a great career, but damn. Like, how good were you? Like, the reason you got put in those fights is everybody thought you could win those fights. Yep. The Orlando Salido fight, it was like, ah, Solano Salido. He's not technically superior to you. He's got a little bit of size, but you should be able to box circles around him. He couldn't. Couldn't figure that one out. Rough housing, headbutts, low blows, all that shit he had to deal with. Tiafimo, he's young. You should be able to take advantage of him at this age. No, Tio's big. Yeah. He's, he's got a good boxing IQ. Regardless of what you say about his mental outside of the ring, in there, he, he gauges he's space very well. As talented as any of them. Wildly athletic. Like When he's on his game, he's hard to beat. As we've seen. I'm not counting him out against Josh Taylor. I'm not counting him out either. I've heard yeah. people keep saying, like, Josh is going to watch him. And I'm like, yo, did y'all watch the Jack Catterall fight? If Teofimo shows up as Teofimo, Josh ain't beating him. I don't think so either. <laughs> like, Josh if, ain't beating him. If Teofimo, the biggest thing against Cambosis was the COVID hit, and that really fucked him up because he has, like, horrible asthma. Like, that's just known. Like, and then postponing the, the fight for Postponing the fight. Five months. Um, and then it's supposed to be in November – cutting weight for November, and then having it in December after Triller folds and the zone takes it over. It was the worst circumstances over a fight. T.O. should have just walked away and said, fuck this, I'm done. Yeah, he I'm out of the himself. contract, whatever. I'm moving up. You can have these belts. Fuck y'all all. And he didn't. He tried to stick to it. And he thought he could beat Cambosis, and he had bad advice, it seems. And then, um, again, his whole life was in turmoil around him. If he can find... As weird as his mental state is, and he said some wild shit in the buildup of this fight and everything, Ooh. if he can focus during camp and get his shit together and train right, if his body is right, 
Oh, he'll give John. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Taylor all he can. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Can we talk about T.O. and his comments? Yes, of course. This man yes. said you guys are promoting all the black fighters. This is the first time in history someone is accused top-ranked boxing of promoting black fighters over anybody else. Floyd Mayweather's sitting there going, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like, when I heard that, so what? I can't remember. Was it WrestleMania week that that happened? It was one of those weeks I, like we were doing other shit. I can't remember what was going on. But that quote came out and somebody hit me with it. It was like a week later. And I was like, he said, what? And then I, you know, I, I read the quote and I was like, hmm, he's just terribly misinformed. Yeah. And then his dad comes out. I was like, he didn't make shit anybody. We love the blacks. Like, thank you. Thank you. We yeah. appreciate it. Now, granted, we know you grew up in New York. You guys yeah, that's some old school. <laughs> like, we, we get it, but that's not what you say. But Tio's idea not in that, 2023. No. Again, that's some real 90s shit. Like, we get it. Like, Tio's idea that they're promoting the black fight. Who? Who is getting this, this promotion that's so far beyond what Tio... Tio got an opportunity before all of them. I would argue that he's not wrong, but has nothing to do necessarily with them just like only pushing black fighters. Again, the black fighters are wildly talented. Yeah, it's not like they're bums. No, like Shakur Stevenson, Jared Anderson is probably the future of the heavyweight division. Um, Keyshawn hasn't main evented a card yet, but he's a silver medalist 
in the Olympics, like, T.O., you weren't a silver medalist when you came in. Like, and they still pushed you, but you don't, coming into this, you didn't have the credentials of Keyshawn. You don't have the credentials of Shakur, silver medalist. Like, you, you don't have the talent of Big Baby Anderson in the most prominent division in boxing. Bruh. And they still pushed you. Bruh. You fought after the fucking Heisman Trophy ceremony. Three years in a row. Three years in a row. In primetime television, where you were the fallout after they were like, and there's a Heisman, and now here comes Tiafio and Lopez. You were in the best spot. And then, not only that, you fought Vasily Lomachenko. When people were like, nah, that's not going to happen. They, how did they promote another fighter over you? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? I think he's talking about now. Well, you fucking lost. You lost. You got to be rebuilt. And they still gave you a world title fight after one warm-up fight in a new division. They gave you not a champion. The champion. The champion in that weight class. And it comes down to he wants to be bigger. And I understand that. But sooner or later, what are you doing to be bigger? I I don't even know I like the Bud Light deal. Yeah, that's cool. Like, he, he has that, um, his social presence still, you know, the workouts and shit like that. He does the dances, which he's always done, and sure, all whatever. this shit. But at this point, you got to go out there and win something again. Yes. Because the Loma fight is so far in the back of people's minds now that they saw you lose Cambosis. They saw you not look your greatest in your last fight and then whisper, like, do I still got it? Like, people are seeing these cracks. Like, those are the narratives. You have to go out there, win, change the narrative, and then they'll push you to the moon. I, I just don't. What what, is, what does he mean push? Like, who are they pushing? Because Shakur fought in, at the Prudential Center? Is that what he's talking about? Yeah, I guess. And, and he's Jared, fought at MSG before. And I mean, look. Yeah, this would have been big room at MSG if not for a technicality. Like, what are we talking about, T.O.? Like, what are you complaining about? Beat Josh Taylor and let's have this conversation later. Yep. Like, right now, you got to get back on track. And I think he just re-signed that deal with Top Rank. So I don't know why he was talking about, like, oh, I'm gonna leave after this fight because they're only like I don't think it's like where the fuck contracts. are you going? Yeah, like where you going? Like, no, going no. with Berlanga? Oh god! But <laughs> we'll see what happens to Teal. But it was like that was like the four kings. It was funny because the four kings was Ryan Tank Teal Devin. Yeah. Now it's by Teal Shakur. Ryan yeah. still hangs around. We'll see what happens with Ryan. Which I guess we should talk about Ryan Garcia's new interest he's become the anthony joshua of the lightweight division <laughs> or with the super lightweight division now yes he has a new trainer Derek james goes same place anthony joshua did he's going down to dallas to train uh post pictures with him and errol spence in the gym the key is is that you got to be there and you got to be locked in yeah. so are you moving to dallas like i don't know you're gonna leave california i don't know yeah you're gonna leave cali like just for camps that's not gonna do it I don't know, he man. He needs to be he needs to learn and be locked in full time to get better. I think Ryan Garcia I it's weird. Like the trainer switch came very quickly. Yeah. Right? Like you just fired Joe Goosen a week after you lost, which was two weeks ago, three weeks ago? Three. The tank fight was three weeks ago. And you just fired Joe Goosen. And they say it was an amicable split. I you sure. say that publicly. I don't know what you said behind this. Then you immediately found Derek James, which means you've had that this conversation before. Now you get Derek James, but the thing is, is like sometimes I, 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 I ask fighters this, what do you expect to get out of this trainer? 
Because sometimes what you expect to get out of the trainer, the trainer can't give you. Yeah. You got to find it yourself. Like in the case of Anthony Joshua, I don't care where you go. The, they're not going to teach you how to be a dog, right? They may teach you different techniques. They may be a better but, uh, noise in your ear in the, yep. in the corner between rounds. They may instill different techniques, but they ain't going to fix your jaw. No. They ain't going to fix your conditioning. And I think with Ryan, maybe he's looking for someone to have better adjustments in fight. Maybe it, he felt lost out there against Tank. But. And, and the, the tricky thing about, like, Ryan is, is from day one, like, I said when he hired Joe Goosen, I was like, I don't know about this because his yeah. problem's not offense. His problem is defense. And Derek James is a very complete trainer. But if you're not disciplined defensively, it's not going to matter. At all. And as we saw against Tank, he's not disciplined defensively. He still makes the same mistakes. His head is high. His right hand's low. He stands very tall. All those things work against lesser fighters. If you fight somebody like Javante, he's going to take you apart. Yeah. At this point, the trainer change is so that you can get better for the elite fights. You're not worried about the people who are middle tier and down. No. Because you're going to dominate them. And, I'm, uh, and we all know this as well. It doesn't click the first fight. So he's going to have to take a tune-up, which could be Roley Romero. Strangely enough. But <laughs> the, champion, champion. the champion at 140 pounds. But it, it, it usually, if you talk to fighters, they always say, well, it was different. Because I have a different voice in my ear. Some fighters have changed a bunch of trainers. And it's like, oh, well, this is weird. Like, think about it. Like, not a lot of people talk about this, but you remember Devin Haney had Ben Davison in his corner. Yes. And I don't know why everybody fires Ben Davison. But it seems like it happens all the time. Yeah. I don't think Haney fired him. I think he couldn't leave the UK anymore. And Haney Whatever. Was just like, it just, <laughs> you just, just watch Ben Davidson move around anymore. because, yeah. like, Sugar Hill got a hold of Tyson Fury. And it was like the game went to a whole nother level. Unlocked a completely different level of offense. Some fighters, the chemistry between fighter and trainer is so significant because if the fighter is not ready to hear what the trainer has to say, none of this shit will matter. Yeah. And as much as fighters say, I'm listening to my trainer. There are a lot of times I've seen fighters get told things by trainers and they'd be like, yeah. And they're like, that don't fuck it. What the fuck is he talking yeah. about? Like Sugar Hill told Tyson Fury some shit and Tyson was like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Made him a totally different fighter. Yep. Other fighters that get new trainers, it just doesn't click. And Sugar Hill be wild in the corner in the middle of a fight. Like, get his ass out of here. What are you Stop playing with him. It's the only voice that Tyson hears. Yeah. Right? And that's the, right, that's the kind of trainer that you want where you have that connection with. Like Andre Ward with Virgil Hunter. Like, Virgil is, you know, he's the boxer whisperer, right? Because you can never hear him. Yeah. He's very light. But Andre always hears what Virgil says. Andre Ward was also the kind of boxer that is like, I got a trainer. I don't really need a trainer. I know what adjustments I can make. But just if I'm missing something, let me know what it is. Ryan Garcia doesn't have that boxing IQ yet. No. He can't spot things and make adjustments on his own. And he's hoping that Derrick James can be that guy. It's But the guys who can are constantly in the gym. Reynoso saying yeah. that. They had to force the kid to get into the gym is problematic. That's not a good look. Because as talented as you are, those hours are going to separate the people you were even with. Right. You and Devin were even as amateurs. 3-3. Three, three. He's in the gym every day, constantly. Dog. Yeah. You, the talent gap between you two now is astronomical. Well, yeah, I mean... Because right. you're not putting in that time. Shakur's in there with Keyshawn during Keyshawn's camps. Yeah. He's in there with Bud during Bud's camps. He's in there with fucking... With Big Baby, Jared Anderson. Just sparring a heavyweight. He don't care. Like, fuck it. We'll get some looks. It's just a different thing. Someone with length. We'll just, we're just seeing 
every possible scenario from so many different people in a gym because he's in there every day. Light sparring. Every day is not heavy sparring. Light sparring. Just quick, just back and forth with each other. Hitting the bag together. Seeing how they put into their punches. Okay, well, a heavyweight throws like this. So if I can do that at my weight, can I shift my power? He takes all these little things. He's never going to be in the ring and see something he's never seen before. Ryan doesn't have those hours to say the same. No, uh, and we'll probably talk about our next MMA show, but I, I started watching the Conor McGregor documentary on Netflix. And there's, there's, it's very interesting because I thought it was going to frame Conor in this great light. And it just really, it's his documentary. He kind of shits on himself because <laughs> he talks about, and it, you, could, you watch it happen. He has, there's a part where he says, I got all this money. And he's like, I got out of my routine. Ah, instead of waking up at five, I wake up at six. I shouldn't eat that, but I'll eat a little bit of this. And then just, it became like an avalanche. Yeah. And he talks about, it's like, once you let one thing in, it all goes bad. And that's like, he had broke his foot heading into the Khabib fight. And like, uh, John Cavanaugh talks about how spiteful Connor was. He was like, he's not having fun in the gym. We have to force him in here. And he's like, he wants to hurt people. And he's like, that's not training. Like, Ryan Garcia reminds me of that because... He's got so many other things going on where he doesn't have to fight. He wants to fight, but you got to feel like you have to fight. Yeah. Connor doesn't have to fight. He didn't feel like he had to fight. He just wanted to fight. Because other people are coming in here with the mentality that they have yeah, to fight. Yeah, I don't eat. Like, yeah. this is it. I don't eat. Everybody can say I'm still hungry. That's why Floyd is like the most phenomenal athlete I've ever seen. He's been on the top of the game for all these years, but his routines just never change. No, his quest for, for money like to feed his family and like just generational wealth and how to get it is what's always fueled him. Cause he never had enough of it. No, he never, but he, it's not. he was always hungry. Cause his ceiling was so astronomically high. He made 275 mils. Like, fuck, it's still not, I'm not a billionaire. Like right. he's still hungry. Cause in his mind from when he left top rank, the, the switch was I'm doing this to become a billionaire. And like Floyd, no one's, no one's been a billionaire. Like, Tyson had, like, 400 mil, but, like, he blew it. Right. Like, no one's been close to being a billionaire. You can't do it. So, from that day on, I was like, well, he's, well you're always hungry until you're a billionaire. Now he's a billionaire, still hungry. He's still doing exhibition. Like, it started even before that. Like, Floyd treated his body as a temple from day one. All day. Yeah. No drink, no smoke. Never. Trains at the same hours, running home from the night. Like, I've seen it. Like, I seen Floyd in Las Vegas do these things. We are not that far apart in age. I know his baby mama like very well. Like I've seen this man work. I've been called to go to the gym when this man wakes up at two in the morning. Odd hours. You want to come to the gym? No. Yeah, leave me alone. Like I ain't getting paid all these millions. No, but he never let anything get in the way of his training. Never, never. And it was like, yeah, you know, we'll laugh about the Conor McGregor thing because LRB will say it's like Floyd didn't train for that fight. Yep. He knew what he was getting into. But even Floyd at half speed is better than what most of these fighters are doing at full speed. Yep. Because he took, Floyd ain't trained like Floyd trains, but he trained as good as everyone else. He's a freak. Even on media days, you watch Floyd and it's like, he, how many sips he going to do? Like, yeah. how many of these next? Like, it's media day. Him taking questions, doing the full Q&A with media in the ring hitting the pads, hitting the, the big-ass body one, never missing a beat, taking full-on questions, hitting the combos. Routine. 30, 40 minutes straight. 
while answering, like no breath control, just talking back and forth the whole time. Like, no, nah, this guy's a freak of nature. He's a freak. I don't know if Ryan has that innate ability to be hungry because, like, I think we talked on another show when I talked about, like, Hip Hop DX wants to be the ESPN about it. We don't want to be what's in front of us. We want to become something. Floyd wanted to become something. Yeah. It was never about the opponent. No. It was like, how do I take care of myself? So no matter who comes to in on the other side of that ring, whatever corner you're in, whatever belt, it doesn't fucking matter. Because I'm not fighting you. I'm fighting this money. I'm yeah. fighting the ceiling. I'm pushing that ceiling higher. And he took care of himself to do that. I don't know if Ryan has that in him. And we're gonna, we'll are gonna we find out with Derrick James, but a lot of fighters don't have it. You Ryan get a little bit of money. figure out, like, yo, is my social media following built off of my boxing or is my boxing built off my social media following? Because when the luster wears off, because you're not going to be young forever. No. There's going to be a new 16-year-old that all these kids are going to follow, and you're going to be whack to the next generation of people on TikTok, you be like, yo, why are you still making TikToks with your old ass when you're 29? Like, why are you still using this lingo? Like, what are you, what are you doing, old man? Yep. And then at that point, you're going to be like, oh, shit, what do I have? And then it's just like, yeah, well, you had boxing. If you keep boxing constant, then you can kind of change within that. That's why we still see, like, NBA players in their 30s and all this. They're still cool, but they're not, dot, like, you know, social media is not their number one thing. They still game. They still do other shit. But that's auxiliary to what they do as long as they perform. He has to make sure his ass still performs. He does. He, so, he does. He's got, um, that's the thing. Like, when I talked to Ryan, he said he wanted to retire by 27, right before the pandemic when we were in an elevator. I was like, Really? It's like, you're not really seeing this for what it is, right? Like, yeah, social media is cool and everything, but if you're going to box, you got to be in it. Yep. And there's always going to be somebody for you to beat. And those years will go by fast when you start having one fight a year, right? I can accomplish everything. Okay. You can't. You can't. It doesn't yep. work like that. Like, look, look at Bernard Hopkins, another person who was just went to jail, came out of jail, like never drank, never smoked, was like still Moses on fucking lawn. Like they're, <laughs> these guys are different. Yep. Certain fighters are complete are wired completely different. That's why I've always worried about Errol Spence because he likes to drink a little bit too much. Like the sauce is his problem, but he's so wildly talented. Yep. But sooner or later, everybody gets old, and it's not old. Well, you're about to fight a dog now, so well, yeah. you can't. There can't be no bullshit. But everybody gets old, and it's not just old like in the ring. You get old out of the ring. You yep. become washed up. Nobody cares about you anymore. Like, I'm sure you saw the video of uh, on Twitter of Young Jock crying, fake crying with his shirt off about yeah. like, dog. Nobody cares about you. No, we, we ain't laughing with you. We laughing at you now. Now they got the loving hip hop was dope for a second, but now there's like bad boys or baddies boys or some it's shit like, on what Zeus. Are we doing? Everyone watches that now. Who people watch Zeus? Yes, a lot of people are. Zeus is like the hottest shit right now. It is not the hottest. It is. Stop it. Stop On reality TV, Dre, I'm telling you, Stop it. Zeus I'm... is like the hottest shit right now. All right, we're not. They, like... they have Baddies West, which is ridiculous. Which uh, How do you have the bandwidth to watch all this nonsense? I don't watch this. Zeus is where, like, I. Oh, I you watch, draw the line there? I watch Zeus when, like, real. <laughs> uh, where, like, real Chance of Love came back for a quick second. Oh, God. So, uh, Chance is reality shit. Like, I watch that shit. And uh, it had Nikita Lyons <laughs> oh. was on it as a contestant. Megan the Stallion. Yeah, okay. before she went to NXT. But uh, then I just used, like, once that trial was over for the first month, I was like, I'm canceling it. But my daughter does watch Zeus. Oh, God. And she watches Baddies West and then now the Bad Boys. And, uh, it's fucking crazy. 
Point being, yes, they got Orlando Brown out of jail on the show to join the cast of Bad Bad Boys West or something. Point it's, being, it's horrific. Like so, uh, for those who haven't listened, the Blog Era podcast is out. Uh, my boys, the Rosenthal's, Mr. Real, put it out. I think we're on episode five. Yep, I think I'm in like two or three episodes so far. Um, but I've been listening to it. it's phenomenal, and it takes me back to that time because, like, the Blog Era, like I was in the middle of it, like in the periphery of everything that was going on. Like I knew SK. Weird stat that I found out today that I didn't even know this. Not right at its peak, at its peak, was doing three million uniques a day. Jesus. And if people don't know internet terms, that's like ESPN numbers now. Yeah. They were doing that a day on a blog with two, him and Nate ran that blog. Three million a day. A day. But social media really killed .com. Mm, social media killed it. The labels killed it. Apple Music killed it. I think I know I show up on one of these later episodes because I kind of talk about the transition. But a lot of things happened to the blog era. The reason why I bring up the blog era is like there was all these rappers. Um, the cool kids talk about they made 1.2 million one year just off of touring, right? They did 256 dates in one year, made 1.2 million. But that's it, not the greatest of like math. Like you're doing like $8,000 shows. Well, because you're doing, like, you got to think, they had no album out. Like, this is, they were no, yeah. they, no label. Like, Black Mags was the shit. Yep. And they would perform, and they, they took most of their shows overseas, and then they came home, and they invested in themselves. And then doing, like, 30, 40-minute shows, sets a night. Fuck it. You make it 1.2 million, cool. But I remember being around a lot of these artists, and I remember Maybach Music was just starting, and they had Pill and Meek. Yep. And Wale had, wasn't there yet. And Gunplay. In Gunplay. I was cool with Gunplay. <laughs> Weird story. But anyway, we'll get to that <laughs> another time. But some of those artists thought it'd be forever, right? One day, kids ain't going to give a fuck about you. Nope. Pill ain't around no more. Like, ain't nobody talking about Gunplay. He's on. Loving Hip Hop Miami. Exactly. Like, uh, this episode is talking about the freshman cover and how the freshman cover came together. And, like, Daechuan, another good friend of mine, is talking about how they came together. And, like, the blogs, like, found out. And it's, it's crazy. But you look at, uh, like, Asher Roth. Like, yep. damn. Oh, Charles Hamilton, right? All, I met a lot of them, and we were in a lot of the same rooms. And during this time, it was, it was either I was at DX or I was at BT. Some of them I've always been cool with. Now, you know, always... Treated me like a peer. Some of them acted like I got like I don't need you. Yeah. Years would go down the line and I see him again. And I was working with Jay-Z at Life and Times, and people was just like, oh, what about that? I was like, well, I ain't answering this phone call. Like my relationship with Nipsey Hustle was because even though Nip was just getting on, Nip always treated you like you're the only person in the room, right? And Nip was always good like that. So later on down the line, that's why everybody loved Nip. Yeah. Some of these fighters think I'll be undefeated forever. Some of these fighters think I'll be a, my style is going to work forever. Like a rapper. I could do this and nobody's, there's never going to be a new flavor of ice cream. A new flavor comes, they do not know how to pivot. Yep. The reason why Jay-Z has been here for so long, even though he's still old as fuck to a lot of people, he, he found a core and a base and he does, he's really good at what he does and he understands the business side. And he's just like, well, my core is always going to be there. Yep. Much like Floyd. Exactly. It's always going to be there. You're always going to pay for me to watch exhibition fights. Yep. I mean, for, for fighting, you're going to pay to watch me beat up YouTube. Desi, really? Yeah. 
But, Jay just comes through with a feature every now and then. Yeah. And I can still tour off this I'll shit. I'll just, I'll pull up, I'll do, you know, God did, I'll rap this yeah. seven minute verse. Do something and, with my wife, yeah. call it a day. And I'm done. But I created a base. I look at the Tia Fimos, the Ryan Garcias of the world, and I'm not sure if they understand. Your time is limited. Your time will be up. I just saw Riddick Bow at the Ryan Garcia Tank Davis fight. Riddick don't look so great. And once upon a time, Riddick was a god in the boxing ring, fighting Evander Holyfield with a fan man fight. Yep. And him and Lennox Lewis never got it on, blah, blah, blah. But I look at Riddick, age caught up to him. He don't look great anymore. People don't care about you. Them kids don't even know who Riddick Bow is. But when you're 20, the key is, is that these kids are 21, 22, yeah. 23. You feel like you have nothing but time. That's, and I it, mean, today's my birthday. I'm 35. I blinked. Like, the first episode of this show is 26. It's a long time. Long time. First, first episode, I was 26 years old, about to be 27. Now I am 35 today. So we've done nine years in a blink Everything and it changed, but how much have you changed in nine years? Oh, a ton. I mean, I was them nine years ago, right? So it's just you're like, saying wild shit. You wild didn't care. Shit, I don't care. I got nothing but time. But even <laughs> even then, I knew like you have to know how to how to go, how to adjust. And I always knew back then, which they should know, and the good ones when they're young do know, is that as long as I get better at my craft. And this is what I do. And as long as no one can say shit about what I do and I do it well, I could be wild as fuck. That's like, what. I could say anything. Like, That's I could what. do it. Like, as long as I'm really good, people can't tell me shit. All these hot takes in the world, almost a decade of them now, you can't tell me shit. I work at ESPN. I am very good at what I do. And in terms of combat sports space and social media and all this stuff, I put myself up against anybody at this point. I'm very good at what I do. I can say whatever the hell I want. I come in here with the fake Delahoy abs in a year from now. Uh, I got my chain on now. If I, I can't bring back DCs. Damn you, Cole. But if I could, I would. I could do whatever because at the base, what I do, I take very seriously and I do very well. Tank is like, yo, I'm very good at what I do. He decides to do stupid shit, stupid shit outside of the ring. Yeah. But- it all comes back to when it's time to get busy, I'm going to get these knockouts and everything else will figure itself out outside of here. I can do whatever. Floyd was the same. Like I can run around, throw money, do stupid shit because I'm very good in here. You can't do nothing about it. And that's what Ryan's missing. You can do all that other shit if you are very good and dedicated to your craft. In the hours where people don't see you doing wild and stupid shit, you have to be working to get better. That's it. And I, I'm not sure he does. I, I, I don't know. We'll see with Ryan Garcia, but Derek James is a damn good trainer. He ain't going to take no bullshit. But no. And last thing to talk about, someone who does this, Tyson Fury. Wait, we, you know what we didn't do? We didn't give a prediction for Haney Lomachenko. Oh, shit, we didn't. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I mean, I don't really have a prediction. <laughs> uh, this is as close as you get to a 50-50 fight, like for real. I'm going to take Devin Haney today for the... I've been battling because my head says Devin Haney's going to win. He's younger. He's bigger. He should be able to keep Loma at the end of the jab enough and then just not get caught. And you should do fine. But my heart says Lomachenko isn't that old. And I think he does everything better than Devin Haney. I think he has more pop even though he's smaller. Offensively, I still haven't seen someone move and use those angles and and do this shit. Like, he's still the Matrix. So it's very tough. Like, Lomachenko could come out and completely school Devin. He could. And have Devin lost, looking like he shouldn't even be in a fucking ring. And I wouldn't be surprised. Because it's still Lomachenko. Today, I'm going to go Devin, close decision. But I'm, I'm not positive. about I'm not either. I, uh, I was surprised the sports books had Lomachenko as a 2-1 to one underdog. I was like, really? Taking that to the crib. Yeah, I, I mean, that's when I, I, I just throw some money at. Because, come on, man. Vasily Lomachenko, like, when he, I think he had his first or second pro fight, we were doing this podcast. Yep. And I was like, I've never seen anything like this from a fighter, his footwork, the way he cuts angles. Because it's not about the power. It's the fact that you never see where these things are coming from. Yep. Nicholas Walter spent an entire fight going, where the fuck are these punches coming from? <laughs> and he got fed up and was like, Spinning you know what? circles. I'm done. I'm going home. I can't figure out where they're coming from. I don't like it. I'm going home. Devin could find himself in that same spot. He has the size. He has the use. He has the, the, the jab. He's got the strength. Like he's, got, he's got man strength in a 24-year-old body. But none of that will matter if he can't find Lomachenko. Chase and go. Yeah, like if you can't find him, I mean, you know, Christina Poncher, shout out to her. We love Christina Poncher. She, she did the face-off and she had asked, you know, she, she had mentioned this could be a firefight. I, I don't think there's any way in hell this is a firefight. Devin's too tactical. This market is a chess match for a reason. Yeah, there, there are two bishops on the, on the, the chessboard for a, a reason. But if Lomachenko starts off fast, Devin might have a problem. But I think the, the key is, the, ah, who the fuck is the referee? I can't remember. Um, I don't know. But is, if Devin is able to clinch, and people are going to hate me for saying this, but if Devin is able to clinch the way that he wants to clinch and tie up Lomachenko a lot, and he's been saying it, punching on the break, if he makes sure that none of those, if Lomachenko can't get off on the break, and the, the referee is now looking for things to happen on the inside, Haney's going to win an ugly decision. It'll, oh, yeah. And when I say ugly, it might not be wildly entertaining. And it might be a decision where people go, oh, he fought scared. It'll, it could be one of those. I'm going to pick Devin Haney because of that. But if the referee breaks them early, or if the referee warns Devin Haney for clinching early, he's in trouble. Yeah, but I think <clears throat> Loma has been kind of like puzzled. Like, what are you saying? Like me punching on the brain? He knows. Like, like Loma Devin, knows. Devin's talking more to the ref. He is. Through the media he, he is. than he is to Lomachenko. Yeah. Vasily knows what he's saying. He doesn't agree with it. Yeah. And Egos is saying the same. They're just like, yo, he's 
They're trying to set a precedent with this referee. Yep. It's smart gaming. Like, this is what they're doing. But it's if the referee doesn't bite this bait and you see him, like, warn Devin early about holding, oh, boy. It's going to be tough. It's going to be like Devin, again, we'll have to see Devin in a place he's never been before, behind in the fight, needing to dig deep and win. And as good as Devin is, Lomachenko is leaps and bounds his toughest competition oh, in his by, career. Oh, like a country, country mile. mile. We've and never I, seen Devin in the ring with anyone close to Lomachenko. No, not the skill set, not even close. George Cambosis was a busy fighter, wasn't wildly athletic. Jojo Diaz had a lot of dog in him, wasn't wildly athletic. Jorge Linares was a really good boxer, but he was kind of on the back end. And you, caught his ass. Yeah, and, yeah, and he did catch him. Yuriko yeah. Scamboa wasn't the Yuriko Scamboa that he was five, ten years ago. So you look at that, the people that he fought, none of them are remotely close to the skill set that Lomachenko had. Like, that's a skill set you can't emulate. You can't find a sparring partner. Because I love it. I've, always, I've been to other camps. Robert Guerrero was training for Floyd, and he was like, get somebody that does the shoulder roll. It doesn't work if they don't know how to do it. Yeah. Because then when you see it for real, he's like, I didn't know you could throw the straight right hand from that angle. Well, no shit, because your training partners couldn't do that. He's never seen it. You can't emulate what Lomachenko does. He has footwork like a ballerina. Yep. It's fantastic. But I'm going to say I'm gonna say, uh, Haney by decision. But if you get, guys, if you're watching this fight and you see the referee jump in there early and it's like, break or warning, I'm going to take a point away if you keep holding. It's all bad. Run to the sports book. You should all run the sports book anyway because Lomachenko being a two to one, he's a plus 200 and Haney's a minus 250. That's stupid. That's, it should, this should be a pick em fight. Ridiculous. And then uh, Tyson Fury called out the heavyweight division real quick. He wants to fight in August. Uh, man, just give him the man a fight. Just ain't nobody him listening. Give him him and Ganu, and then figure it out after. Yeah, whatever. I mean, we'll see. I I don't care what he says. Now him and John Jones going back and forth, and John's like, if you like me in a room with you, I'll beat you up, blah, blah, blah. I don't care. I don't care anything about what Tyson Fury's talking about. Just get in the ring and fight somebody. He's the worst on social media. The best fighter, the, the best heavyweight we've seen in 30, 40 years. Yeah. But he's the worst on social media. I mean, it keeps him sane. I guess. It's he's better than cocaine. Yeah. Anything cool. better than cocaine. Dude, do whatever you got to do. And then before we get out of here, last weekend, two very awkward fights. The KSI fight, all right, whatever. He hit a One by Macho Man Elbow. Elbow. Yeah, okay. Yeah, all right. But the fight we were both at, Rolly Romero versus Abuela. Who, <laughs> pop, pop. Dre, by the end of this fight, this motherfucker was 65 years old. He came in the fight 65, so he had to be like 72. <laughs> it's, nobody believes he was 40. Not, look, look at him. <laughs> but also, looked, yo, he looks so old. You, you remember Adam Sandler? And it was not, was it what? Happy Gilmore. Yeah. Goes, she's so old. <laughs> look at her. She's so old. And she's like, I'm old. But also, look, like he had that look on his face. It was like, I don't even know what I'm doing here. Yeah. I'm fighting for my my grand, great grandkids tonight, and he was winning. He was winning every he round. Rolly in the second. He he dropped Rolly in the second, and then Rolly Rolly's not good. He's not great. Like no jab, no setup, telegraphs everything. He's got a little bit of power. That's about it. He was complete. If you let a forty year old out hustle you, outwork you, box circles around you, you ain't you ain't long for this sport. Rolly is food. He's, yo, he's, he is a world champion. Everybody, the WBA super, uh, super lightweight champion. Super, super. I hate that, but that's what it oh, is. Yeah. It's regular and super. ESPN, we do junior or junior Whatever. welterweight. Yeah, but uh, same difference. But, yo, 
Ryan Garcia, Regis Prograde, Josh Taylor, Tiafimo Lopez. Just right, those guys are off the bat are like, yo, can I fight him? Right now. Let me get that belt off of him. And, you know, Leonard Ellaby and them, they're hugging him. Like, no, because he's going to lose his next one. He's going to lose the next one. No, they're not hugging him. They're cashing out on this next Because one. Kenneth Sims uh, won his fight, and he's the mandatory. Yeah. And if I'm – if I, I don't want Roley to fight him. No. Nope. Because there's no money in that fight. No, I pay Kenneth Sims to go home. Sit yeah. down. Sit down, because you're going to beat him. Yeah. Well, I need somebody of value to beat Roley Romero. Because then there's an excuse. Oh, I lost to the best in the world. Can't lose to Kenneth Bossman Sims. No. Can't, can't, that shit can't happen. So you – it was dicey in this fight. What do you think of the stoppage? Because that's what it was really Yo, about. So it's, it is arguably, maybe not arguably, the worst stoppage I've ever seen. <laughs> I know it's the worst stoppage I've ever seen in person. I, I don't know. We were here for a couple of, uh, nah. who did you hate, Jesse Vargas, I think? Yeah, but no, he had bad decisions. Like, Jesse Vargas would win terrible decisions. Okay. Because I would be like, yo, where did he win, like, five rounds? I, I didn't see him. Yeah. And then he win, like, nine rounds at one, and it's ten-round fights. This was a stoppage where... Romero didn't even really drop, but also he hit him and pushed him. Rosa, and got a knockdown counter. Yeah. So he gets a knockdown. These two start exchanging. Ismail hits him with two right hooks in the middle of this exchange. Clean. And then Tony Weeks just jumps in inexplicably out of nowhere and stops the fight. There was no sign that this man was hurt, damaged, nothing. This was like the fix is in. This Tony Weeks has been a shaky referee for like the last five years. <laughs> he has done some questionable things for the last five years. Like him, uh, Russell Mora, yeah. Vic Draculich, they've all had their moments. You got to so, investigate this one. This, yeah, this one is at like the top of the heap of what were you watching? Like what exactly did you see? Because the worst part about like the Nevada State Athletic Commission, even though we get to talk to Bob Bennett, we don't get to talk to the referees in the judge. No. We can't talk to Glenn Trowbridge. We can't talk to Adelaide Burr and ask her, what kind, did you have glasses on tonight, babe? Because what's going on here? You scoring fights all upside down. Yeah. We don't get that opportunity. She'd be squinting. That, that was trash. But the, the last thing I do want to talk about, Katie Taylor and Chantel Cameron, because Katie's a maniac for taking this fight. Why? It's a chance to be double undisputed. Chantel Cameron is bigger. Way bigger. Stronger. Undisputed. And... Like, she's a maniac for taking this fight because it's Amanda Serrano, but bigger. Yeah. Chantel can hit. But Chantel beat the 147-pound champion. She beat Jessica McCaskill like it was nothing. <laughs> yeah. And granted, Katie Taylor did beat McCaskill, but that was before Jessica was the McCaskill that yeah. we saw. That Two beat. divisions. Right. Chantel Cameron is really good. Katie Taylor, as much as I like her, Floyd Mayweather says it all the time. All the time. Straight up and down. No special effects. She comes, she fights, she bites down, she throws hands. I seen her lose to Delphine Persoon. Yes. I was there. I watched it. I seen it. I seen it. I thought she lost to Amanda Serrano. Could have went either way. Yep. Didn't mind the decision. And Serrano was a lot smaller. Exactly. Now you're fighting a bigger woman? Even though she beat her in the amateurs like six years ago, I believe. She beat Chantel Cameron. But they were the same weight class. K-Tel is moving up. And this is, like, you took this fight because the Amanda Serrano fight fell out. Yeah. It's kind of a late. Entrance. Like, usually you go, I'll fight a bum, and then, you know, whatever. But that's like Katie Taylor. Props to her. The only saving grace for her in this fight, two things. Two-minute rounds, Ireland. Yeah. Home. The home ring advantage is Bruh. going to be insane. If you watch nothing else this weekend, just watch the entrance for this fight. Just listen to this crowd, because they're going to go ape shit. Conor McGregor's absolutely going to be there. I was about to say, Conor's probably going to walk out. Yeah, more than likely. The, he's sponsored. The flag, like, yeah. He, and if Katie wins this, they're trying to take a fight to Croke Park. 
Yep. That, that's the plan. But her and Amanda is definitely. But Chantel Cameron can win eight rounds on Saturday and she's going to lose the fight. <laughs> I'm just telling you. You got to sweep the cards to win by no, one No, you have round? to knock her out. This is the fight where you go, you need a knockout to get a draw. That's, that's what kind of fight we got. You got to knock her out and you'll get a draw. Because there's no way Katie Taylor's losing in Ireland. There's no way. Tough. But you can pummel her and make it pretty decisive because it's too many It won't rounds. matter. After what I just saw this past week, it won't fucking matter. They ain't going to rob Chantel like that. Like, one, it's in not like Ireland? Chantel's from here. Chantel's from the UK. She, nah, bro. She's from like two hours away. Nah, bro. This is Ireland. This is a homecoming fight for their hero. There's no oh. fucking way those judges are going to give Chantel the fight. <laughs> There's no way. And again, if they do, Chantel better have the jet land in the ring and pick her up. And even then, they might shoot it out of the sky. Yeah. They ain't going to have it, but... Run straight to the back, shit. I think Chantel's going to have a great performance. Win or lose, I think she's going to oh, make a name for this fight's going to be a banger. Yeah, I think win or lose, is, like, I'm telling y'all, y'all need to watch this. Stylistically. Fight. This is a good, they, good They ain't fight. coming for defense. Two undisputed champions. They, they throwing hands. Yeah. Women's boxing is... I love women's boxing. Two-minute round sucks, but alas, here we are. But Cecilia's in the co-main? Yeah, Cecilia's fighting Terry Harper. Harper. It's a and great Terry card. looks amazing at this. Yeah, well, she needed to move. Yes. Um, but that's earlier in the day, so you get to watch it early in the day, and then that night you get to watch Devin Haney. Yes, it's going to be a fun weekend of boxing. We appreciate you all. Make sure you guys check out our pro wrestling episode for early in the week. That was great. Amazing guest, Soraya, joined us. Before we get into a huge AEW week next week, now the Ooh. card is finally coming together. Yeah. So that should be really fun. Um, next week, maybe we'll recap boxing. I don't know. We probably will on Tuesday. On Tuesday, we'll probably recap boxing and then it'll be all no MMA. No, foot this to is the gas. Be straight pro wrestling the whole weekend. So that is going to be fun. We did do an MMA show earlier this week. Make sure you guys check that out as well. Those are both out and available now. But it is my birthday. I'm going to a dinner. I'm taking my bling and leaving the set. We appreciate you all. Follow us on social media, wherever, and listen to us, wherever you guys listen to podcasts. Till next time, we're out. Peace. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.